0: So tonight we'll open for questions. Yes. Uh, in one of Sridhar Swami's books I don't know the name Guardian Sermon of the Guardians and the first chapter is called Invite Vasudeva into the throne of your heart. Hmm. Vasudeva is not the Krishna that we meditate on or invite into our heart. And, um, I guess I took that like. Oh, so that's the Krishna, or is this correct? Well, um, I think that uh, certainly, first of all, Puchipatrida Maharshi advocated the ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which is to enter into with you, to, to um, make the heart through. Sadhana Bhakti is a suitable place for Bhava Bhakti of the Braj type to manifest, the Vrindavan, Krishna, Bhakti, Radha Krishna. Um, that said, um, he may have employed that name of Krishna, Vasudev, um, therein because. Not because he's speaking about making the heart a suitable place for Vasudev Krishna to manifest, who, yes, is considered to be the Mathura and Dwarka manifestation of Krishna, in that Krishna is the son of Vasudev in Mathura, hmm? or so it appears, right? Vasudev and Devaki. Hmm? and he appears to be the adopted son or the, what do might say, the hidden son <laughs> of Nanda and Nishoda in Vrindavan. The uh, Goswami commentators have labored um, in some measure to demonstrate grammatically and philosophically by looking at the uh, at the Bhagavatam very deeply that Krishna is actually the son of Nanda and Nishoda Um, and Vasudeva Krishna is the immediate expansion of Krishna, Sankarshan, immediate expansion of Balaram for pastimes in Mathura and then on to to Dwaraka. Right? Sankarshan, hmm. Vasudev and Sankarshan, hmm. Krishna and Balaram, Are Krishna and Balaram in Mathura and, um and, and, Dwarka. This is the Mool Sankarshan, Balaram. Hmm. They're famous. Sankarshan and Vasudev appear on some ancient, their names, some ancient coins found somewhere in I don't know, northern India or Pakistan. And it's one of the archaeological findings that lend credence to the idea that there was a real person, Krishna, and apparently his companion, Sankarshan. Hmm. Um, In my mind, it doesn't really lend a lot of credence to that because you could have made up a god and put him on the coin. Um, But... uh, (laughs) But in the attempts to uh, validate the historicity of Krishna, in other words, the from a modern point of view, a so-called historical fact that Krishna walked the earth, this is one of the things that's um, uh, invoked. And there are other archaeological findings and so forth. Not something to get too excited about, because even if you could substantiate that there was by such that there was someone named Krishna who walked on earth. Um, you couldn't, by such findings, substantiate that he was the same person who is described as beautifully and mystically as he is in the Bhagavatam, doing the things that he does that are as charming as they are and as divine as they are. You have this tightrope, as I often say, that that bias is walking in his writing of the Bhagavatam, where he's balancing between Madhurya and Aishwarya, the sweetness, the human likeness of Krishna that's so charming to us, and the Aishwarya, the the, the godliness, the fact that he is the Godhead, which is what makes his human-like activity sweet and so forth. So, to establish the divinity on the one hand, but not in such a way that it obscures the sweetness. And to present the sweetness, but not in such a way that that his divinity is forgotten and he's taken to be an ordinary uh, person. So anyway, the Krishna of the Bhagavatam is samadhinas mratat This is coming from the the trance of, of Vyasa. In other words, the Krishna of the Bhagavatam is the Krishna Seen through the eyes of the devotees, premanjana charita, bhakti vila chanena, sandhasarivaradayishgari lokayanti, yam shamasundaram, acintiguna sarupam, govindamati purusham, tamam Where is he? He's in the hearts of his devotees, and being in the hearts of his devotees, they see him everywhere. Hmm? What's in your heart, then you see the world accordingly. Hmm? If if a, if a man has a lot of lust in his heart, then he sees that every woman as an object of his uh, lustful uh, desires. And, and as if everything she says and does is looks like she's interesting. <laughs> must be horrible <laughs> from the uh, female perspective to be uh, a piece of meat in the eyes of <laughs> so, so many. So, at any rate... Uh, we have a spiritual idea and about Krishna, and we don't think, this is just an aside that historical um, proofs are the last word in determining what is the truth. history is, is a very uh, questionable affair in itself. Now there's a theory, you know, the theory of multi, of multi-multiverse theory that one universe expands into, like, other universes, and where are those universes? They're right here. And I'm not a physicist, much less an astrophysicist, but, you know, I've, I've read a little bit about it here and there. And so it's, it's an interesting theory, and it, and it's very um, kind of hip in, in physics... So. Some people don't like it either because the math apparently isn't working out to prove it, but still a lot of people have a lot of confidence in it. And now, in more recent times, there's a theory that not only are there different universes hmm, where different histories can be taking place, where you're doing it now like this, and you're also in another universe, doing it, but it happened a little bit differently that time. You turned left that time, instead of right. Now there's this—I forget what it's called—something like interacting multiverse concept, which means that in this universe, the idea, the theory is, that histories are changing, and so how that works. like I said, I don't really can't explain, but it more or less makes history rather relative. (laughs) Um, In other words, in one of those, somehow, quantum measurements, quantum, what do they call it, quantum, um, not leaps, but... hmm? (laughs) Yeah, it's quantum physics, that's for sure. Quantum something. um, Maybe it's measurement, I forget. I mean, not only... Yeah, so <laughs> that that that, that uh, you know a meteor didn't hit the Earth and and uh, dinosaurs never died and and so so these are like credible scientific you know brain children of uh, you know very educated people in that field that they're trying to substantiate, which makes your linear historical picture as the final. The determinate, you know, the definitive truth kind of be brought into question. So, that aside, even if it was thought to be so without these other possibilities and so forth, there's, there, there's more to what determines truth than what meets the eye, what we can record hmm, with what we've seen, what we've bear, bor- borne witness to, and so forth. Um, so, at any rate, um, um, the name Vasudev and Sankarshan they have some history. It used to be thought um, in this field of uh, indology, hmm, studying Hinduism that or in archaeology, that there was there seemed to be like a Krishna and a Sankarshan, and they were metropolitan. And then there was this, this this fable about Krishna and Balaram, and they were different people. Now, as I understand it, they've come to the conclusion that Vasudeva and Sankarshan were Krishna and Balaram; they were the same, um, and different different names for the same. But still, the rural life of Krishna and Balaram is not something that. They can substantiate in the way that they can to some extent that there was somebody named Krishna or Vasudev and Sankarshan um, on earth. And so anyway, the name Vasudev is a little a um, little bit about it. There's a pillar, you may know a famous pillar in Delhi. what's it called? The Heliodorus pillar and it's built by a Greek uh, ambassador of of Greece. And uh, there was apparently commerce and interaction between Greece and, and India, Alexander the Great was of course a Greece Greek fellow that to whatever extent said to have conquered India um, it, but the Helodorus uh, column is a column that is was built j- apparently just for the purpose of glorifying Vasudev, the god of consciousness um, uh, the god of the Bhagavatas. I think there's an, ins- an inscription on it in Greece, hmm? which tells us, at least we can make the conjecture, that the ambassador of some Greek royalty um, had come to India and been converted to the Bhagavat religion, um, wherein Vasudeva was the was the god, was the Hercules, hmm? right? Um, wasn't wasn't Hercules a Greek god? Yeah. He's a hero. Anyway, he was a, he they became hmm? Um So and, and Vasudev's name I think is on on the on the column. Um, so uh, something anyway about the history of the name Vasudev and of course in the sacred texts, this name while from the Godi perspective, and accurately so, uh, being identified with Krishna in Mathura as the son of Vasudeva, and hence the name. Hmm. Um, And of course, the work, the acts in the metropolitan area and political arena and so forth will have more Make the news more, I should say, than what happens out in the, out here in the, you know in the wilderness, mm-hmm. right? So, um, anyway, uh, the name Vasudev also, for that matter, the uh, means the purified state in which the God appears. That's why it's thought that the appearance of Krishna. As the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, is analogous to the, the diksha hmm? by the by the guru, the transmission from the guru to the disciple. Hmm? Uh, so from from, the, from Vasudeva, the Vasudeva state, Vasudeva, Sarvamiti Gita says, hmm? Vasudeva. It talks about it means God continent. Vasudeva Subditam, what is it? in Bhagavatam, Vishuddham, same thing, anyway, it's it's the state of pure consciousness mm. and, and, and param, you know, para from a theistic perspective. Mm. Um, so, that state of consciousness manifests in Vasudev and he was transferred to Devakī mm. and this is then the birth of Krishna, so from within the Guru, the, the the conception, the experience, the consciousness is shared with the disciple, and and this is the birth of Krishna. As it matures, you know the seed is given. Something like this, uh, and 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 so. That said, I believe the Chidambara is invoking the name there in that more broader sense you have to, what did he say, make the heart a place for Vasudev. To Vasudev. Vasudev. into the throne of your heart, but I don't know that he actually named that verse because these books it says in there that they, his disciples put them together from talks. Yeah. And I read the whole chapter, it's just a few pages, there's no mention of the word in there. I thought you were quoting the book. Oh, I know. am, but the name, they named the chapters. Whoever put the book together. Uh-huh. But he didn't put this was after he left. They named the chapter the Vasudev Conception or something. Invite Vasudev into the throne of your heart. Oh but they but he didn't use the, invoke the name Vasudev anywhere in the chapter. I see. Well, at any rate, um where they got that I'm not sure, but I could imagine him, you know, saying something like that. It's not but in say, my point is in saying that, if he should say that, or Gaudiya should say that. It does not necessarily imply that they're advocating that we should make the heart a place for Vasudev Krishna of Mathura and Dwarka, because that's what we follow. No, that would not be the. That's not the ideal of the Vaishnavas of the of the Gaudiya brand, rather hmm, uh, Krishna Bhakti of vrindavan and Swam Bhagwan, hmm, rather than Vasudev, But it still holds the Vasudev conception, if you will, in which Krishna appears. And um there may be um, and there's also there's also not necessarily any harm referring to Krishna in Vrindavan as Vasudev, but it has a little more um Aishwarya to it, but um he's also a Yadu. It's not yes. Srila Prabhupada uses the terminology in his purport uh, uh, in the chapters on Krishna's birth of uh, Devaki was initiated. Mm-hmm. He uses the word initiated. Diksha. Yeah. yeah. So. Initiated into the Krishna conception or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pujabhachita Mars was fond of the phrase the Krishna conception mm-hmm. more than Vasudev conception but I uh, have uh, Vasudeva Shabditham mm. Vishudham this is Bhagavatam same idea mm. purified condition which Vasudeva appears mm. does that help? yeah what else? you have a question? Um, I may have heard it wrong but the other day, when we were reading from Aesthetic Vedanta, um, I thought you read that, that the personified Vedas still had some... they were not able to enter the rasa dance mm-hmm. because their karma wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, it seems like the personified Vedas would be totally pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, the what you're speaking about is the fact that in the in the um Punim Rasalila, the famous one of the Bhagavatam that happens in the uh, autumn season, um, both and this is why it's more famous perhaps than the Vasant Rasalila of of Gita Govinda in in the in sense um Sarad-punim Autumn, Moon, um Rasalila, Both siddhas and sadhakas are present. And that's useful for us. <coughs> so the siddhas mean those who come with Krishna, his eternal associates. And the sadhakas are those that he comes for. Krishna comes to the world for his devotees only. And then, as a byproduct of that, Dharma is established and, and, uh, people in general are benefited and so forth. So, paritanaya sadhanam mm-hmm. vinashatra dharma samstapanarda sambalami duge duge. Those purposes are there, but the primary purpose is, 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 um, to protect the devotees. It means, it means, what it means to protect the devotees, it means to come for those sadhakas. Who are at the point where he cannot bear their separation any longer? Hmm? They're the pitch of their devotion has reached uh, such a state, so Krishna has to come for them and pick them up, hmm? and 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 finally they 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 unite and he takes them back. And leave. that's what he comes to the world for. Everything else is a byproduct of that, hmm? and um, and it includes the you know the the sharing of the brush Lila, the manifesting of it. So the, the tale is told, and such a theological idea is out and about and available. And uh, and charming as it is, it uh, it has um, it's compelling. And it can touch people's hearts and make them devotees as well. So. Um, the, the Prakat lila, the manifest lila is, is, is beautiful in this way because it includes siddhas and sadhakas. And the sadhakas are those, in this case, they've attained praying in pursuit of Braj Bhakti, which involves further developments from praying. The basic idea is we move from Shraddha to Prem, right? From initial faith love of God hmm. but in the braj then the stai bhava the devotee as a, as a friend or a lover of, of, of Krishna um, is developed further than praying and it's said that in in, in the sadhaka deha um, one can attain up to praying hmm. and then with regard to rag bhakti he or she takes birth in Krishna Leela in the citadeha, the internal spiritual body that has been internally perfected in Prem and now in that form is appearing in the Leela of Krishna for the purpose of. Further developing the brain, of the stai bhav in terms of these categories given by Rupa Goswami, Sneha, Man, Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, Mahabhav. And these will all be relative to the type of stai bhav. So. But Sally will develop some of these categories, Sakya, some of them, Madhurya, more of them, and so forth. And it's intensification of the stai bhav and the way in which that intensification is accomplished is by being in the association of metasiddhas, And it's also kind of a walking through, it's like you just got drafted into the NFL. Mm -hmm. Hmm? You got out of college, looked good, and some team chose you, and now you get to sit on the bench Hmm? (laughs) in the big leagues and hope for an opening, right? And so you're learning from the pros. And you're at a new level now. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You're at the top of your class. you were above bhakta, you know, even the even the bhakta. And now you're you know, <laughs> you're, a, you're a beginner again hmm? yeah. amongst the dasidas, and they 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 teach you how to meet Krishna, what he looks like, where to go, where mm. where's everything. You have some familiarity with it from your meditation and so forth. But now it's hands-on. There you are. Hmm. You know the map. You've, you, you know you're acquainted with that, and so forth. But he, now here, you're, here, you're, you're, you're there. You, you you've prepared for the drama. You know your script, right? But now the curtain call. You know you're on stage, and so forth. And so some help from the professional. Now you'll be okay. Don't worry. You know you'll get over it. <laughs> get out there. You know? <laughs> something like that to be. A, you know, uh, crude about it but um, yeah. not in a bad way um, so in their association there's further development now that's what's being talked about however the Bhagavatam does use the word karma hmm. which is luck huh? right Yeah. Um, for such devotees karma is taken away by bhakti in the in early stages nishta and so forth. So, the, the Goswamis have commented upon it, and and there's the Bhagavatam is is talking primarily in a way in which the Godias have have uh, about what the Godias have drawn from it. But without a Godia, without a person from the Lila that's being discussed to talk about it, you're not going to get that far. That's why, for example, Madva, who is a great Acharya. And you know, a superlative devotee in the Vaidhi Bhakti lineage, whose lineage ours is connected to, much as we consider ourselves Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya, Vaishnavas, we have a formal connection with Madhva, but the substantial connection, philosophical, theological uh, connection is, is uh, questionable. Uh, at, at best, for example, Madhva uh, identifies the gopis with apsaras, girls from heaven. Hmm? And there's the, the language in the Bhagavatam um, lends to that. I mean, uh, to give you an example that you'll recall probably, well, Vasudeva and Devaki, they were previously... Is it... Pr- is it pr- pr- isn't it Prishni and, oh. and Sutapa? Nanda was... Dara and... Yeah, I just saw that. And was who? Was and... Was Forget. Anyway, it's because it's not that important to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I, and, and this is why. Um, as I'll explain, um, uh, first of all, a person like Madhva, who did a small gloss, short gloss or commentary on the Bhagavatam, um, he doesn't enter into the spirit of it the way a gopika-like Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, will being again a player of the leela, Vyas wrote it, and uh, it said Vyasa vedina vediva, Vyas may know the meaning, he may not know the meaning. Hmm? Sukadeva knows the meaning, Um, whatever. So um, something's coming through him. So therefore, when you have when someone who's actually a player in the in the leela of the tenth canto, which the book is really all about. Here, that person is going to comment in on, on such a way as to bring things out that nobody else can. Is the idea, and they do. And it, but it's very, very powerful in the, in the way in which they do. Hmm. For example, there's the story of Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda and Vasudeva and Devaki, the two sets of parents of Krishna, Vasudev Krishna, and Nanda Nandan Krishna and Vrindavan, and their previous lives, as if they were sadakas and they were performing penances eating only the fruits that fell from the trees and in the forest and so forth with a desire to have a son these kind of stories are there of their previous lives well the goswamis reason that's all well and good but you can't get prame by eating fruits and uh, roots and fasting and um and, and so forth there's a path to that hmm? they're not described as Having taken that that path, hmm. and um, also the idea that the bhava that you are going to attain has to be eternal; otherwise, it's not worth attaining. Therefore, it has to eternally exist, and if it's eternally existing, there has to be an ashray, a shelter of that. So, there has to be some eternal shelter of in this case, Vatsalya Bhav, Vatsalya Rasa, hmm? Nanda and yashoda, for example. If they are sadhakas and there was no eternal Ashray shelter of that bhava, then how would they attain it? And how would what they attain be eternal? Therefore, Nityasiddha, we were discussing this verse the other day and it just what is it that you said to krishna bonoai, shavanadi eudai. the idea is the ideal is eternally existing and we talked about this at some at some length so the bhavas sakya bhava, um madriya rasa vatsalya rasa they're eternally existing they're what makes krishna krishna hmm? in vrindavan like a son like a lover like a friend, you have to have the corresponding love, hmm? and he's controlled by that, overwhelmed by that, and so uh, the two are to go together. That's the abate abate uh, formula: love and the object of love. They're one and different. You can't have you can't have teacher without student. You can declare yourself a teacher, but if nobody's willing to listen to you, then you're, you're, you know it's in your own mind only. Hmm? So. So the the these um, the, the shelter, which is the ideal that you you follow, has to be eternal. And so, if if the mother and father of Krishna, which would be the epitome of the the the, 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 the full face of Vatsalya Prem, are sadikas, who who are, the, who are the who's the usheri of that that they're following? So that they reason like this, for example. And then they they come to the conclusion that the Bhagavatam is speaking in different levels for different people, and Nityam Bhago to say you have to listen very carefully to understand bhagavatam. Listen very carefully means you have to listen to the right person, hmm? number one, and you have to listen to that person very carefully, and then listen back again and think. Go listen to that again and look it up, and you know, and then gradually you you can start to uh, get the secrets of the Bhagavatam. But when the Goswamis explain them, this is a very common sense explanation. You can think, hmm, yeah, okay. So, therefore, who who is the Sutapa and Prishnigarbha and and so forth, the previous lives of Vasudev and Devaki and uh, um, Nanda and Nishoda? So they explain them. These are partial manifestations of them who are sadhakas seeking Vatsalya Bhava and they're at it and, and and they're they're at a certain stage where they in this life they got to identify with Vasudev, for example in Deva and Yashoda and kind of enter into them and experience their Vatsalya Bhav in the Prakat Lila hmm, through them and then attain Vatsalya Bhav themselves. It's a, anyway, they they give a I'm just kind of going over it in, in general idea, but they give very extraordinary, interesting kind of logic and reasoning as to why they're, they may be, they may sound like they're they're people from heaven that have come. There are sadhakas that come from heaven, you see. There are sadhakas that come from earth, and there are sadhakas that come from the heavens, just like yogis may be not quite perfect. They may attain heavenly planets. Hmm? It's possible devotees may not be perfect, as Prabhupada explained. They attain the heavenly planets. If Krishna-lila appears hmm, on earth and they're in heavenly planets, they may then come and take part. And their way in which they may take part may be different than the ones coming from earth taking part. And so the merging, for example, of Sutapa and uh, Krishna with or uh, whichever it was, and so on. Um, and so, um, so the, the earthly lila gives facility for the for the sadhakas to um, develop fully and become full players in the lila. Mm-hmm. And the Upanishads, um, what does Rupa Goswami say about the Upanishads? Mm-hmm. Nikila, Shrut, Nikila, Shruti, Abhimat, Abhimat. Mali, Moli. Right, Nikila Shruti Api Molya Ratnam. That the, uh, the the Upanishad, the aphorisms of the Upanishad, the sounds, are like precious jewels which radiate light. But all of that light, if you follow it, its shining light on two syllables, Krishna, one sound, hmm? and and and, and, and writes, Shrotam Api Upanishadam Dure Halikatam. The sounds of the Upanishads, aham brahmasmi, neti neti, under themselves, leave one far, nure harikatameta, from where you can arrive by harikata, kampashru pulakadaya. And he mentions the sattvika bhavas, for example, that are just an example of a world of ecstasy that Vrindavan is. It's a world of vibhav. Anubhav, satvikubhav um all around the Stai-bhav. It's, if you understand, everything that's going on there has been described by Rupa Goswami. It's one form, expression of ecstasy or another that are all the ingredients, ecstatic ingredients of Bhakti-rasa combining together. Mm. So there's sakirasa, rasa there's Bhatsali-rasa, and there's... Madhurya Rasa and all the movements, they're clouds and they don't rain, they cry. Hmm? So, this kind of world, you can't get there simply by uttering the Upanishadic statements unless you make a Gaudi interpretation of them, Hmm? Um, which in which case you would just chant Krishna Nam (laughs) instead. Hmm? Um, um, So, Rupa Goswami is saying that the Upanishads, which are very elevated philosophically and so forth, the crown kind of jewel of the Vedic you know, statements, uh, the apurusheya, divine and, and having no human origin, and so forth, these kind of sounds of the world and sounds that, that from which it comes and by which you can transcended and so forth, um, um, they are still as elevated as the Upanishads are. They're far from what the Bhagavatam is talking about, Hmm? which is why we give such a central and important position to the Bhagavatam amongst all the the sacred texts, and that's what's described in Vrindavan I mean Uddhava was a Shastra vid; he knew everything in Shastra, he went to Vrindavan and he learned something more he went to Vrindavan on behalf of Krishna to hear the a message only to find that his, when he spoke the message and he thought he knew the meaning they interpreted it in a way that he thought well I didn't know it meant that, wow and then he like just walked around Vrindavan, for a couple of months, singing various songs and wishing to have the intensity of love in his own rasa that the gopis have for Krishna, even well, had, entertaining the thought of taking birth as a blade of grass, if they might step on him. shuti be bibri he says. shuti <speaking in Hebrew> be this place is beyond the Upanishads. Therefore, they don't discuss the Upanishads there. If Some Upanishadic sage comes, they greet him. They offer him nice prasadam. Hmm? They worship him, but they don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> They're not really interested in it. It's too complicated. Okay, well, uh, or maybe they get it for a minute, and then they get on with their lives, and so forth. So it's it's just like off the map. I mean, when Krishna was asked by the inhabitants of Vrindavan to show them what his next life their next life would be, he showed them it would be the same. Hmm? They would go to Goloka. I said, okay, we're gone. That sounds good. Their cows will be there. And it looks like Sangsara, right? Sangsara is nirvana, they say. <laughs> well, this is the real meaning of that. It looks like it, but Aprakrita. Vaikuntis adhoksaja. Overtly different and transcendental. God has four arms. Aprakrita means it looks like the ordinary world, but it's 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 entirely different. Hmm? So it's a secret land. It's called the Mahavai-kunta. It's beyond Vaikunta. The people in Vaikunta don't know about it. They don't understand it. Hmm? It's a very special place. Hmm. And so, the Upanishads, some Upanishads, like Gopal-Tapani, East-Upanishad, the theistic Upanishads, the Sringatapani, hmm. the Krishna Upanishad, and so forth, the deities presiding over them, Hmm. they have a theistic perspective, and so they want to enter the, to enter the lila. Hmm. So there are different sadhakas who come and participate in the manifest Leela in this world. Some come individually through their practice, and some come as groups. There are two principal groups. The sages, the Dandakaranya, who met Ram, they were absorbed in chanting Gopal Mantra and Ram came through the forest and they thought that's him who we're chanting about has appeared before us. He looks a little different, but that's him. Hmm? Tomorrow's his day Ram Ram a uh, celebration but Krishna Ram said, not quite <laughs> I'm I, I, I am the same person that you're meditating on, but in this life. I'm in a different mood. What's it character, characterized by? Relative to their pursuit, their meditation, he answered them, my Lila as Ram is characterized by what? Ek Putney Brat. I've taken a vow to have one wife. So, he knew their meditation. They all wanted to be the wives of God you can't do that with Ram. he's got one wife he's taken a vow hmm? which was a kind of a cool thing for a chhatriya you know king in those days and so forth hmm? um, noble it says something about sitas character hmm? well so so <laughs> he said therefore <clears throat> in the next yuga keep meditating <coughs> I'll see you in a Yuga or two Yugas. No one Yuga. It's to Yuga. I'll see you in the Dwarpa Yuga. It's about eight hundred thousand years. <laughs> Keep meditating. At that time I will appear. And the the fruit of your meditation, of your chanting Gopal Mantra, was their meditation. That'll be realized. Hmm? So be a little patient with your sadhana. Hmm? It's not a cheap thing. Hmm? And they were living in the forest, just chanting the Gopal Mantra. Who knows how long before? And they had to wait another Yuga. Hmm? I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe you may seem even longer than a hundred thousand years. Anyway, long time. Hmm? Because then, in, in 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 you see, in Ram Lila, in Ram Leela, we get some glimpse of Krishna Lila. Hmm? In Bhagavata, we don't get much of a glimpse of Krishna either, because Narayan has no father, no mother, no friends. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Lakshmi is like a devoted wife, hmm? and well, you can't be Lakshmi. Hmm? There's not an opportunity to be the wife of Narayan. He, he doesn't have a mother. He doesn't have a father. He's God. I mean, God doesn't have a father or mother, right? So um when godkumar went to vaikuntha where did he go from there from there he went to ayodhya and what's in ayodhya well god has a wife sita okay narayan has a wife but it's different it's a more human like setting and he has friends he has bharat and um yeah, who's the main one? <coughs> Lakshman, G. Yeah. Hmm? the Balaram, you know, Ramleela, and so there's, there's fraternal love. He has a mother and a father. That's weird. That's different. That means that for the thoughtful devotee. Hmm, there seems to be a glimpse here in Ramli of other possibilities that are not found in Vaikuntha. But, uh, we see some kind of vatsalya. We see samsakya, Lakshman, and Bharats and, 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 and Ram. We see a, a different kind of madhurya hmm, than, somewhat than we find in Vaikuntha. Now we can't attain it. We can attain the dasya bhakti of Hanuman, Which is the prominent bhava of Vaikuntha, but to be a das of uh, Indasya bhava for Ram still brings you in touch with these other bhavas that aren't present in Vaikuntha. So there's something more, arguably, to Ramlila in Ayodhya, and it's, in a sense, pointing away from Vaikuntha and and reverential love, slightly, and in the direction of Goloka, where you can actually become the friend of Krishna. You can become the uh, lover of Krishna. You can become half-parental love for Krishna. It's like a half-step above the vaikuntha and a half-step down. From Goloka, hmm? and the, um, therefore the important people there, from our p- point of view, is his father, his mother, his brother. They're all telling us something. Mm-hmm. So, if you have the right kind of parampara, then this is how you read it, and you find your way to Goloka. Hmm? First to Dwarka, you know. and, and, and this is, of course, if you look at Bhagavatam, this is called Kram Mukti, so means step by step. That everybody goes through all these different planes to arrive there, but Kravamukti, um, he's going step by step, he's experiencing each and every possibility hmm? and playing them all out. So it's a great it, Bhagavatam, it, as we were saying the other night, it, it's a, it shows that the being a commentary on the essence of the Bhagavatam, being the Bhagavatam spoken in seven hours instead of seven days. Bhagavatam was spoken in seven days, but... Richard's mother. After it was spoken, said, "What did he say?" And he said, "Well, I only got, got about seven hours. I'll tell you real quick here. That's Brihad Bhagavatamrita. So many unessential Puranic elements are excluded from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, and it's essentially about two things. What are those two things? What is the highest love, and what is the the, the realm, the abode that corresponds with it? And in the context of Pointing that out, those two truths, all the other abodes and types of love, are uh, light is shed on them. So, by comparison, hmm? Dwarka love is compared to ayodhya, ayodhya to vaikuntha, and so on and so forth. Is hmm? so, the um, So, at any anyway, rate, then the comes Krishna comes for this purpose. And, and, and as the Goswamis have explained the Gaudiya perspective, and when you hear the Gaudiya perspective on the Bhagavatam, you, you, you really go, wow, these people know what they're talking about. This is like, you wouldn't have thought about this. You wouldn't have been able to understand this. You wouldn't have been able to... And here's a really simple example. <laughs> it's just, it's mind-boggling, actually. Because what is the Bhagavatam essentially, philosophically about what is the metaphysical kind of like idea that it's centered around. Well, it's a big book. It's like, you know, 12, 12, 12 books and um, almost 18,000 verses and so forth. And It's a complicated book, stories within stories within stories. And So how to sort that out. And Jeeva Goswami makes the point, in his satva sandarbha, he said, well, if we want to know the hub around which the Bhagavatam... First he says the hub, the Bhagavatam is the hub around which all the scriptures will be understood in context. That was extraordinary. And then he says, if you want to understand the Bhagavatam, well, it's real simple. In the first canon, in the seventh chapter, just after Vyas has expressed his despondency, having compiled the Vedas and not feeling complete, And Narada comes on the scene and says, this is why you've done a disservice. You have not in no uncertain terms emphasized bhakti. So enter into samadhi. Samadhi-nanu Right? And then compile the Srimad-Bhagavatam. You've got a Bhagavad-Purana, revise it. It should be the Srimad-Bhagavatam. Which means, really, the Bhagavata, Krishna, from the vantage point of Sri, mm-hmm. well, We sometimes call it the Radha Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. So, in the seventh chapter there, Sudha Goswami explains to the sages of Naima Sharanya how Vyasa sat, went into a trance, and what he saw. So, Jiva Goswami says, well, if we want to understand what the Bhagavatam is about philosophically, we don't have to, you know, think twice. Vyas went into a trance. What he experienced is, is, is described there. And uh, so that's the philosophical hub around which the Bhagavatam has to be understood. If it seems to be saying a dwaita Vedanta over here, it could be interpreted that way. You can't interpret it that way because, wait, is that what Vyas experienced in the trance? No. And if you look at the trance and you see he experienced what we call a Chinti Beta Beta. He experienced Bhagwan. His Maya Shakti, the Jiva Shakti was real, the Maya Shakti was real, not like in Advaita the Vedanta. There was the Sarup Shakti, hmm? there was Bhakti as the remedial measure for the Jiva under the influence of the Maya Shakti. It's all some Gyan of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and from which this Achinti bheda bheda which means the God is one and different at the same time. Different by way of Shaktis, the potent and the potencies. They're one and they're different. And so you have this variegated unity, hmm? Non dual reality. Um, so my point is that nobody, no commentator in the Bhagavatam, you know, could see the nose on their face, so to speak, and say, you know, what the Bhagavatam's about. He, he just says it right here, well, you know, here it is. Uh, Vyasa went into a trance and this is what, what, from that experience he came out and wrote it so that must be what it was about what was in his trance what was his what he experienced now he's trying to voice what he experienced and the basics of what he experienced is described there it's like it's like so much common sense you just go like well yeah of course <laughs> but nobody ever saw it like that and his bog with him commentator's been around for a long time hmm? it's very very um astute insightful hmm? um so, uh, so the Gaudiya perspective on it. This is just another uh, uh, example, and um, you know, back to your your question. Well, the reading on its face, the Bhagavatam says that in some gopis, they weren't perfected, so they're talking about siddhas, and they were um, they had to finish their karma. So if you look at it from the... word is used so it can be interpreted that way and taken in that way, but then they go so many... Of course, obviously, they can't be under karma, as you're saying, and therefore what really is talking about, and they explain the grammar, implication of karma, how it can mean other things, and so forth. And what he really... Excuse me, really talking about is that they're entering through separation... They haven't met Krishna yet, right? These gopis, they came as a group. hmm? The Upanishads, or the sages of Dandakaranya, two groups that came, said individuals come, and these are the two groups that come come as groups. And Krishna blew the flute, and some of the ladies couldn't come that night. hmm? It also says they died. hmm? But the Goswami say, well, they didn't really die, but they died to all, th- a, a, a died in separation, so to speak, hmm? that in such a way that that, that they be- became a suitable vehicle for all the necessary ingredients to combine within them an intensification of their stalyabab that they could participate in. Because, well, among other things, if they had died... That had been that ruined the whole night. <laughs> That's basically what they say. If some of the gopis had died on the way there, trying to get there, then you know, party over. Hmm. Call the police. It's a brummer, you know. The whole so uh, so that couldn't have happened. And then of course they show later on during the Brahma Ragita when Uda was there speaking and Radharani speaking to Bumblebee, Certain gopis are talked about as having attained him. They're the ones that died to anything that needed to be cleared or anything that needed to be added, uh, make way for what needed to be added for them to be fully participants and so forth. So that's what it's really talking about. you follow? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, it can be interpreted in another way. And this is in a surface way. And in a sense, mud was just kind of scratching the surface of the Bhagavatam. And the whole of vaikuntha scratched the surface of Bhagavatam. Again, they don't know what is Vrindavan. Hmm? So, you know, Ramanuja, I mean, he didn't even comment on the Bhagavatam. So they didn't they understand its um, significance. That's not bad, they are spiritual people, and vaikuntha is a good place. <laughs> but uh, it's it's the, the, the mellows of Brajabhakti are, are unknown there. So, therefore, with this kind of understanding, we can appreciate the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Why it's thought to be those who know—they think this is very extraordinary. That place, that hidden place—I've given examples. Sweta Dweep means white island, so you can imagine pure island. If someone had an island in the Pacific Ocean, Swami lives on an island. Nobody can go there. You know, Hmm? you think, wow, what goes on there? I'd like to know how. And then suddenly, you know, you build a bridge and so start, you know, transporting people there, whomever, that's what Shaitanya was doing. <laughs> so the, there are the, the floodgates have been opened, right? Hmm. And such uh, such a possibility has been made available to us that even the inhabitants of Vaikuntha don't know about and don't have access to from there. Very extraordinary. Follow? You yeah. know, a blessing, gift. An arpitachirim chirat puru glow. What was never an arpitachirim klo kurnay What was never bestowed before? Samarpitam. arpitam. Now it's being bestowed. An arpitam. Anarpitam arpitam. An arpitam what has not been given for a long, long time, and Krishna explains since the you know, day of Brahma, something long time now coming again to the world. So it hadn't been bestowed for a long time. Now it's coming and being bestowed. And what in a, such a big way? Una toltul about this means we open the doors to to valoka hmm. not prakuntha very beautiful idea anything else what's the time 8.08 8.08 ok well that's uh, that's enough so tomorrow is the auspicious appearance of Ram Sita Ram Hanuman Sita Ram Hanuman Lakshman Ajay yes. so hmm. will we have a uh, Nice offering at the midday, I guess, right? Program in the evening. We'll try to see where we can go with the Ram, Ram, Ram Leela, hmm. Ram Lakshman ki jaya, Jai. Sisi go Radha Madhava ki jaya, Uli Vishnu, Guru Parampara ki jaya, Bhakt Bhaktabrinda ki jaya, Gol Primanam.